Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the magnificent Karen Randazzo. How dumb was she? And the sensational Chris Randazzo. You haven't spoken since 1866. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. And Karen, you picked this one, right? I sure did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Lois and Clark... Season 2, episode 18, Tempest Fugitive. Yep. Um, why this particular episode? Any reason in particular? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I loved this show when it was first on, and this particular episode stuck with me since the time I watched it. It was one of those things that was the right age, it hit me in the right way, and it was before, like, really before the internet, so... It wasn't like you would, you know, look up quotes online or, you know, whatever. It just, it, this stuck in my head. I had a, a VHS tape that I, you know, <laughs> tape things. And I have somewhere in my attic or storage space or somewhere is a VHS tape with this episode on it. And I didn't even know the episode title. I just wrote on it, Lois and Clark. How dumb was she? <laughs> that's how much I loved this episode, and that's how I remembered it. <laughs> I figured it was because of the appearance of, of Bernie, possibly the amazing Don Swayze. I don't know who that is. Okay, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's was H.G. Wells. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Terry Kaiser. And Jesse James, that little bit right in the uh -huh. middle of the episode where he's talking to that guy that you could swear could be the stunt double for Patrick Swayze. Oh, yes. That's Don Swayze. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had a kind of a Swayze-ish quality. He has a, he has a swayze look to him. <laughs> he was Swayze-esque. <laughs> the the over-the-top acting by the... The, Everyone? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... But partic some of the, some, particularly some of by Tempest. <laughs> yeah. He, like, took it up to, like, three or four notches, man. That guy was... Wow. <laughs> he was quite hammy, and and quite delightfully so. I mean, I think I think we should really get it out of the way that, I mean, at the I know that I really enjoyed watching this. Like I said last week, I didn't really spend a lot of time with this show. I've caught it from time to time. Mm -hmm. But um, unlike Eureka... This was hammy in the most delightful of ways. Like, and that's not coming from nostalgia from me. I don't have a big connection to this show. It's just the pacing of this show and everything, the overacting, it really works here. It's it's very, very charming. And uh, it reminded me a lot of watching Briscoe County Jr. Yes. And uh, it's it's from the similar era. It's from the it's that kind of television. And uh, they don't. They just don't make them like they used to. And I'm kind of okay with that because I can't imagine a show like this really working now. Like this kind of writing doesn't work anymore. But it holds up well for some reason. It's just it's the right cast at the right time, and it really works. I think it's possibly because it's really in the spirit of the source material. Like when you talk about like a comic booky show, mm -hmm. like there are comic book shows that are based on comic books and that's why they're called comic book shows this one's like it's based on a comic book but it's also kind of in the style of a comic book like that yeah it, you know it's like the as if cartoony... the panels came to life yeah in the... and definitely of like really older supermans because like old superman like golden age and silver age superman <laughs> is absurd <laughs> like really ridiculous and campy and this kind of it, it's 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 really that it's and it's great like one of the things that really cracked me up was that the time machine they uh, 
you know, when they went to 1866, it was hidden in a barn, and when 1966, it was like in an alley with a doorway. But in when they landed in 1996, it was just in a park. <laughs> I like because <laughs> in two the present day, a time it, machine makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this show has introduced me to, to Terry Hatcher, which started my my love for Terry Hatcher. She is. She is a good-looking woman. I, I forgot about how good-looking of a woman she was. That's the really the only reason why I watched this show, because I had a little crush on Terry. And then I was completely let down by the rest of her, you know, credits. Yeah, she, she didn't really, <laughs> she didn't she didn't really, really do too much great, great stuff. Oh, Nor did Dean Kane, unfortunately, although he did go on to marry a professional volleyball player. Well, there which you go. really... Really bummed me out at the time because and he's on Supergirl now, so that's well, cool. he is now, yeah, which is great since you know he was he was this generation's like first TV Superman, mm-hmm. and he's a damn good Superman. Yeah, like, I yes. don't. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for it because this show is so the opposite. Like this show could not be more opposite of where DC as a company is right now could not possibly be further away from Man of Steel if if it tried. And Absolutely. I feel like that's a, a lot I feel like a lot of those folks that think that stuff like that in Suicide Squad are fantastic are A brain damaged and B <laughs> just they they don't give this credit for being what it is. It's kind of like how you know when that Superman guy showed up on Supergirl at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season and mm-hmm. it was just wonderful. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of Dean Cain's Superman, you know? Yeah, and, the, and, and the charming and likable and, like, even, like, most of this episode was, you know, Superman getting called out on his secret. Like, <laughs> even even throughout that, you're like, oh, well, I get it. He's still a nice guy. Like, she is calling him a liar and, like, he's the worst mm-hmm. thing ever. And, yeah, but he's still, he's charming. I like yeah. him. You... you- <laughs> totally are on his side for that like yeah. it's like enough lois <laughs> Cut back off some sl- how many times has he saved your life come on <laughs> and the fact that I she was called you stupid i'm superman <laughs> like we waited for a very long time for someone to actually say it on screen like really you're dumb look it's just glasses woman how did you not <laughs> see this that speech just lives in my memory. It's like a formative pop culture moment for me because it was a, you know, first time for me experiencing that having not really read comics growing up. That was like a first time of me with this being with this property in a moment where someone pointed out the same thing I noticed, which is that she's got to be a freaking idiot. <laughs> and with the over the top acting of Tempest, it was it was perfectly delivered as well. <laughs> I'm Clark Kent. Yeah, the- I'm Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> she's been quoting that to me for years. And when she picked this show, I was really hoping that was the episode she'd picked because I've heard her I've heard her give that speech like dozens of times and it's it lived up to it. It really did. I mean that that whole that whole scene had me had me rolling. I mean a lot of this episode had me rolling. It was a uh, it was it was it was good stuff. Um, it was really funny to watch this so soon after the Doctor Who Christmas special that was also kind of rife with a uh, Superman uh, illusions and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, like, was it Schuster Field? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> I I didn't realize how old this show is. Like, this is oh yeah early '90s. It's this this show started, and I'm trying to think, like, what else was around that time that left as much of an imprint on me and really I got nothing nothing of like I watched all of this however many seasons there were I you know she was <laughs> Terry Hatcher was the first woman I looked at and I went all right I can I can deal with the pixie cut like before that <laughs> I didn't know what that was <laughs> I mean Briscoe County was 93 to 94 and uh and I didn't Files see- was around this time too right mm-hmm Law and Order was happening around this time. I didn't see Briscoe live. I watched really? That, yeah, no. Oh wow! I I watched that show every week. Yeah, no, that that was a, that was a catch up for me later on. But uh, the the way that they incorporated each like 
generation. But, all right, when they go way back, well, let's not say way mm-hmm. back. Because, <laughs> you know, the mother and father show up. Mom and Pa can't show up every time. With slight right. variations. I'm not sure which one I liked better. The, the, the Pa Kent with the gigantic squirrel living on his face. Or the, hey, I'm younger by putting on this jack. Like, the special effects, if you want to call it that, I'm air quoting it, were like off. Were 90s TV but It was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I did notice, especially over the credits with the cape waving. I was like, wow, that is some oh, like yeah. early 90s CG right there. <laughs> well, that's how he flew. He didn't actually fly. He just waved his cape in front of the camera, and then he was gone. (laughs) And I definitely noticed a lot of that stuff now that it would not have occurred to me watching it when it was first on, like when the uh, when Tempest robs the pawn shop owner, and -hmm. then like Superman shows up, and you just like you hear the wind sound effect, and then he like runs into the shot. (laughs) It's like, yes, he just flew there. (laughs) There's a point in time where like they they're coming up to that to the field and as opposed to climbing through or climbing over the fence he you know Clark grabs Lois and they sort of float up and then float back down and you see her visibly take a step off of some sort of podium that she's standing on whatever platform yeah (laughs) Yeah, she drops about a good eight (laughs) inches (laughs) but it it was they tried but no for the time and for the material it was perfect because it wasn't browbeatingly depressing with you know I actually started flipping through later episodes and for some reason I went to the very very last episode of the, the, the show and like they incorporated Fathead like just a dude with a giant head that has telekinesis and like I'm gonna say that one of the I'm gonna say top four maybe top three uh, Lexes was in this show like the creepy, maniacal, not crazy, but so, like they took the material and and did it justice. As yeah, they had a good Lex on this show. Yes, they also had a great, which unfortunately was not in this episode at all. They had a great Perry White, one of the actually, in my opinion, the best Perry White. Lady yeah, Smith. to my to my knowledge, not having a as wide a, you know. Experience with Superman is some some other people. Uh, Lane Smith's friggin' yeah. Perry White is outstanding. I always liked the Jimmy Olsen of this show as well. Whatever that Justin Kidd is. And his Will Wheaton haircut. His Will Wheaton haircut, <laughs> yes. It, it's... Yeah, and... The, Go ahead. This show was, uh, it, like you're saying, it was charming. It was charming enough to make up for things not making sense sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, I mean, the biggest example in this episode is the ending where H.G. Wells is like, I'll just take you back in your timeline to the point before I met you, and then you'll forget everything that just happened for some reason. Like, that literally makes no sense. None of the sense There's no reason for that to have worked. They didn't even bother trying to make up some kind of wibbly-wobbly, timely-wimey bullshit. They were just like, no, this... This is what we're going to do. Hey, look over there. (laughs) And the thing with the Kent's descendants, like, if that was, like, 1800s, Ma Kent and Pa Kent, and they were together, then how were... Wouldn't that mean that there was some serious inbreeding at some point? At some point, yes. (laughs) Like, if they just kept... that, that. well, that's no, why no, they look compute. the same over and over and over again. That's, that's... It does not compute. <laughs> Stop it. I don't think that they were together, though, in the 1800s. I think they were just residents of the same town. Uh, okay. All right, I mean, it's a minor point, but maybe it, it I'm just fan wanking. They were a couple, and I was just like, I don't know about that, but whatever. <laughs> well, what one thing that caught my eye was the you know uh, Back to the Future-esque fade out. Oh, yeah. But it was just him, not his clothes. <laughs> yeah, his clothes <laughs> totally existed. It was just him. Yeah. The little suit looking around the corner of the tree. <laughs> it's great. It's because when they were try- they were working on killing the baby Superman, he was naked. So, of course, yeah, uh, only Clark's <laughs> naked body is going to disappear. 
And not for nothing, they picked a good-looking kid. He looked just like Dean Cain. Like, yeah. He was really cute. <laughs> there, the line about, like, if I ever found a baby, though, like, I would be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's like, I can't have kids. But if I ever found one, <laughs> I would be a great mother. Because that's just something that happens all the time. <laughs> People find babies baby. lying around. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> that line really kind of uh, <laughs> made me feel a little odd. Gave you a little shiver right there. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, I remember, like, this is yet again going to be another show that I'm going to have to, to rewatch. And I hope, I mean, back in the day when this show was actually airing, there was not a lot of shows that ran, like, multiple seasons and stuck with a good, consistent quality. Like it, just like now, it but it fluctuated greatly. I don't remember going. Well, season two of this show was, eh, and everything else. You know, you got to miss. You got make sure to catch the third, fourth, and fifth episode. I just remember this show being good, just entertaining straight through. Yeah, from what I've come to understand about it, it's like this show was exactly what it was. It wore it like right on its sleeve, and it didn't try to be anything. It just was. And that's something that I feel like a lot of TV shows don't... Like, if you look at the current CWDC lineup, like, Arrow tries to be a show. And when it just is what it is, it's at its best. But when shows like this try to be something instead of just being natural, that that's when you start to kind of see the cracks. And it usually doesn't work out all that well. And, I again, to liken this one to Briscoe County Jr., it was just... It was exactly what it was straight through and i mean like i never watched xena or hercules but not to lump them in the same thing but we're talking similar time periods similar types of tv making and again those shows were essentially what they were straight through their runs like they had an idea they had a vision and they just executed it until someone told them they couldn't anymore and i think that's really to this just shows credit it seems like there was maybe less network meddling in those times and it, it was a simpler time I remember reading or listening to a podcast about the development of this show and how it was developed by a woman and how she took a different perspective. Like, she looked at what she wanted to do very differently than the standard. It wasn't – this show is not about Superman. It's about the shit that sort of happens to Clark-ish, like his relationships and the stuff and more about Lois, which makes – like this is the show is very unique because it's taking the titular character of you know of Superman and sort of backing him off a beat. Like even in the title, it's it's Lois and Clark. Like that's a completely different look on in comparison to any other Superman, yeah, iteration ever. Because I guess they felt that we needed that that Superman. We needed that to bring the, the viewers in. And this show lasted for four seasons, and yeah, in prime time, and it was it was unapologetic about the fact that it was not going to be just about Superman fighting bad guys. It was more about Lois and Clark. Mm-hmm. It was more about the human side of it. Very much so. They were they were equal, like equal characters in the show. It wasn't she wasn't the sidekick. He wasn't the sidekick. It it it, it was refreshing because they're a team. They exactly. It was nice to see that, and I, I'm I'm going to be looking forward to rewatching this shit again because now I got so I got to finish Gilmore Girls. I did it Small, to you again, Smallville. <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't know that that it was uh, developed by a woman, but it doesn't surprise me because as I'm watching this episode, I was thinking like there weren't a lot of characters on TV like like this Lois. You could see a character like her on TV now, mm-hmm. and I think that was rare for 20 years ago when this, you know, when the show was first on. She was not helpless; like she was not Far like a wait in the car. You know, when Clark was incapacitated, she went and took a big, you know, log <laughs> she, from the ground and she beat the threw crap her out hands up in that that karate motion. Hi-ya! <laughs> hey, she had protection. She was wearing shoulder pads. Holy shit. 
Now, let's take a second and talk about the shoulder pads in this show. <laughs> let's just talk about the fashion in this show in general. Just Clark is standing in the field, those pants, those those giant pleated pants. I've, like, they looked like the way they're drawn in Tim Burton, like not Bruce Tim cartoons. Yes. Like the giant pants and whatnot, but it works in that like art style. Art style. <laughs> but man, in real life, people dressed like that. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> there were super pants. <laughs> yes. My favorite is the futuristic look. Every character that has ever shown up in television that is from oh the future God. is always wearing something shiny. Always. <laughs> this happened to be a nice shiny vest yes. over a, a powder bluish onesie. <laughs> Needs a reflective surface. <laughs> Buy Fashion stock and reflective exist. fabrics, people. Yeah. It's the way of the future, the according to television. <laughs> now, Terry. Okay, H.G. Wells. Now, I have I have a realsies question because, unfortunately, I've seen uh, like Warehouse Thirteen. And my history has now gotten confused because in Warehouse Thirteen, H.G. Wells is a woman. Okay. What is what does HG stand for in HG Wells? I don't know, but I'm gonna guess the H is for Herbert. Okay. Because he kept calling him Herb. But is it Herb? Because <laughs> that's what I, I'm looking it up now. It is Herbert. Okay. Herbert George Wells. Because <laughs> he keeps calling him Herb, and I'm like, I don't feel that's right. I feel that's too little of a name for Mr. HG Wells. <laughs> the um. The overall feel of this show and the the levity and the fun is is welcomed now especially when you when you, you watch like arrow and and the the super friends from tomorrow like everything is so <laughs> dire and and it, and this wasn't well i would like, I, I would argue that the flash is that's one of the reasons why flash works so well is that it's exactly as serious mm-hmm. as it needs to be whereas arrow is a bit more brooding and is occasionally fun and when it does find some levity in its in itself it's quite good legends of tomorrow is yeah that's it i don't even know what that show is i don't i don't i don't watch it, it everything is like okay granted <laughs> it should be really fun but <laughs> in this episode there's a dude from the future trying to kill superman as a baby okay that is the premise of the episode I didn't really feel like because it was that big of a deal. Because he just loves chaos. <laughs> like, I was, uh, I was all right. I was along for the ride. I, I wasn't, like, panicky or upset. Like, it was... It, I, it, was, it still, was goofy. It was goofy. Yeah, it was goofy. It, Pokey. Ooh, that's a good word. plan didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, if he kills Superman, like, how do you know that you'll exist? <laughs> he won't. Right. Theoretically, because his society is built upon... The, the beliefs of Superman. It's one of those things you really cannot pull at any single thread or the whole damn thing falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just leave it where it is and look at it, it's fun. It it's looks, nice. It looks it's good. fine. It looks good. It's for- harmless. <laughs> yes. Harmless fun. All right. Uh, well, thank you for choosing this. I enjoyed it. It's good. It's making me watch it again. Um, I had to acquire all of it again because I thought I had it. Apparently, I didn't. So now I do. Four seasons in the shoot, ready to go right after. I got to get through Gilmore Girls because that show is, whew, it's addicting. Where are you? Uh, Rory, it just went to college. Well, hmm. like four episodes ago. Oh, how about the Dean got married? That's the episode hmm. that I'm watching. Or was watching. Have you met Logan yet? Mm, which one's Logan? Blonde-haired Matt Zucri? No. Hmm. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I keep you posted as best as I can when I yell at you via text, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk some news. Stay tuned. Alrighty. Though you might not know it by the weather, winter has officially begun, and Chris and Vicky have just the thing to keep you warm and cozy if that's the sort of thing you're into it's a special new episode of the waveback podcast our hosts take us on a tour of ice levels from all manner of eclectic games don't miss waveback winter specials too 
Remember a little while back when we said a new comic podcast was coming? We weren't lying! It's finally here. In the first two issues, Dan and Nick discussed the great comic moments of 2016, including ones from movies and TV shows, as well as the books they're based on. Settle in and get caught up on Bags and Boards, issues one and two, year in review. On our YouTube channel, it's another fun-filled episode of our wrestling recap show, Ring the Bell. This time, the guys tackle roadblock end-of-the-line results, brush up on their English, and take another peek inside the writer's room. Plus, JR gets some help in figuring out the TNA deletion angle, and we get another installment of Nick's first impressions. If you like wrestling, you'll love Ring the Bell Roadblock End-of-the-Line 2016. Geekade's top 10 this month comes as a Christmassy treat. Karen ranks the Doctor Who Christmas specials from the last decade or so and lets you know which ones are the best, in case you don't have time to watch them all. Check it out and see how her rankings stack up against your own. Use it as a barometer to gauge this year's The Return of Doctor Mysterio. Send her emails to tell her that she's wrong. Wrong! And why? Actually, don't, don't do that last thing. Find out which is the merriest special of them all in GeekAid's Top 10 Doctor Who Christmas Specials. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Um, let's talk some news. Interestingly enough, during the break, I didn't realize I didn't see season two of Fargo, but season three of Fargo has been cast, so I have some catching up to do. I have... I did... Anything? Do you have any idea how season two did? Well, it did well enough to get a third season. <laughs> I heard amazing things okay, about that's, it. I, I remember hearing it was just I think as it good won. Yeah. It was at least nominated for some awards yeah. if it didn't win. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's good enough. Um, they, they, this, this article is just naming some of the the, the people that they casted. Um, the only names that I noted or recognized was Ewan McGregor. And uh, Jim Gaffigan, which I found weird. <laughs> uh, a lady by the name of uh, Carrie Coon from The Leftovers and uh, Scott McNary. Scoot. So, oh, I thought that I is it really Scoot? It's really Scoot. Okay. I've heard of this guy. I don't know who he is, uh, but I've heard of him. Okay. I thought it might have been a typo because what kind of name is Scoot? Um, so <laughs> I... I it's I, short for scooter. Oh, Come my on. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> also, David Thewlis, who was, um, oh, God damn it. What's his name? Lupin in uh, Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, right. And Prince Einan in Dragonheart. <laughs> his, I am the last one. <laughs> his, his name is the only one that's not an active link. That's why I didn't see it. It just blended in with the rest of the text. Um, I... I this, I guess this is good. I liked season one. I don't. The, know, the I, thing that struck me great about this, uh, all this casting, is uh, <laughs> Ewan McGregor is playing twin brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So that's outstanding. <laughs> so it's two and McGregor. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Hold on. Oh. Two <laughs> W O two in two N two N McGregor. Okay. Just got our show title. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> the- yeah, we don't have to go into the synopsis of <laughs> that they give down here of the plot of what the season's going to be about, but he plays two brothers who uh, don't have a good relationship with each other, and I can't just, I just can't wait to see that. It sounds sa- great. The same person fighting with themselves. Yes, I can't wait to see that either. I do like the fact that they're connecting them. Season one. Yeah, like they're kind of anthologies, but not. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Like, season two, I think, took place, like, you know, 50 years in the past or something like that. Or They went back, yeah. yeah. The, um, the father of the lead woman in season one is, like, a main character in yeah. season two. When he was younger. Yeah, yes. exactly. Not as a time traveler. <laughs> no, as far as, as weird, but as, not that kind of weird. As a time traveler. He has this machine that he feeds it gold. And he travels back in time on a wicker chair. <laughs> I believe, as we just said, none of us have seen season two yet. So how do we know that there is no time travel? We don't. That is true. We, we do not. Know that. <laughs> um, 
Okay, some uh, Sons of Anarchy news. I have a couple of family members that are big fans of the the Sons. Um, I didn't realize that they were making a like. All right, they're tra- they're talking about doing a prequel series because have either of you seen Sons? Oh yes, okay, very much. So big fan. they are talking about doing a prequel that talks about the the book. Um. And the uh, JT's book, JT's book, and and the first nine, which is you know the guys coming back from Vietnam mm-hmm. and starting up a bike club. I had no idea that there was in the works a spinoff for the Mayans. Yeah, that, I don't know how I feel about the Mayans show. I've never really thought those characters were all that interesting. But uh, neither did I. Well, I mean, and that might just be because they weren't the main characters of the show that they appeared in. Mm-hmm. I am true. way more interested in the prequel than I the am in the sounds awesome in the Mayans. Um, <laughs> that sounds really really cool. So, I mean, I really enjoyed that show. Had some had had some quality issues at at points, but overall, uh, a good <laughs> show. with Ireland. Yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> that went way too long. <laughs> like going there in the first place, that was cool. But man, they were there for a while. They were there too long. Too long. Um, so, like, I, I don't know if I want it. I want to see, like, a young Ron Perlman. I want to see who they cast as a young Ron Perlman. Yeah, because, uh... <laughs> it's not going to be Ron young Perlman. Young Clay is going to be interesting. Clay is such a fascinating character to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, man. What was the show that... Kurt Sutter did another show after Sons of Anarchy, and it, like, failed miserably. And I don't remember what the name of it was, but I remembered hearing like people liked it, but it got really crappy ratings, got canceled super faster. He didn't have the control over, like, he didn't have the ability to make the show he wanted to, or something like that. And huh? it it does worry me a bit to have something like that happen and then see him go right back to the show that made him famous in the first place. Um, well, you don't think he had he like- had story in him? Like I don't know. Like Lucas, I want to know what else Kurt Sutter has to offer because you know, Sons of Anarchy was great storytelling, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if if that's the only story he had in him or what. But I know his other show was. Uh, I gotta look this up. Um, his other the show was Southpaw, like, The Shield. Wow, I loved The Shield. So was he, he? What was he in? How was he involved in The Shield? He said it was. It was a writer. Everything huh. that I've, I'm reading, uh, Sons of Anarchy, Southpaw, The Shield. Bastard Executioner, he's all credited as a writer. Bastard Executioner, uh, that I think is the, yeah, created by, that was the other show. And I heard decent things about it. There you go. It's interesting to me that this prequel that you're, that they're uh, talking about is, he sees it as a one-shot limited series, not as like a whole show that's going to go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Which I think is the right way to do that because, uh, this what this article mentions is that you know where all the characters in a prequel series are going to end up so to have it go on and on doesn't really make sense yeah i mean if it definitely it's got to have a finite ending and they can't go too close to the beginning of the series because those people aren't going to look the same right you can't get to there's no way i know bobby hasn't He's I mean, yeah, all right, Bobby probably is going to look the same until he dies, but <laughs> young Bobby, I don't know, man. It's it's It would be very, particularly uh, with uh, Clay. Like, you're not going to get Clay looking like the way he looked in season one of Sons of Anarchy. Like, you're just not going to make Ron Perlman look that way. No. That's, uh, no. But I do think, it. I mean, the the I would think it's an interesting opportunity if they're going to do the prequel series to um, include the cast of the original show and like if it was told the prequel was told as a series of flashbacks so you could still use the cast in like a guest role capacity I wonder which character I wonder who would see the thing with Sons of Anarchy is that it's Hamlet on motorcycles yes. so there's not a whole lot of living characters at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> it's death on motorcycle yes but but I do like the I do like that that idea. Them sitting around at the table, just bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, who was? Yeah, I can't even remember who was left at the end. I mean, Tig was left against all odds. <laughs> 
I don't want it to be Chibs because I could never understand a word he was saying. <laughs> the flashbacks would all just be Irish gobbledygook. <laughs> ah, yes. Those were the good old days. <laughs> it was just taking Chibs, right? Who the heck else was alive at the end? I don't remember. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. I don't remember. There was Great a show, though. Good show. Lots of information. Um, I hope to get a prequel. Um, and I'll probably check out if this Mayans comes to, to pass. I will actually probably check it out. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, so apparently we we talked about the, the, the Tales from the Crypt series. And I think we had mixed reviews. I was okay with it. I feel like maybe Chris was against it. Uh, I didn't care. Um... Apparently, they didn't do their due diligence before announcing that they're going to make a show. Um, it's on hold. Or let's let's. I, I like the fact that they use the term. The series is stalled due to rights issues. Now, it's a comic book. It's based off of a comic book. So, and it's it. I I don't. I don't get it. Like it's a 1950s comic book. They're, the the rights have to be available and purchased, purchasable. Now. Was the Crypt Keeper in the old comic books? Yes, a version thereof was. Yes, he was, hmm. he was usually a uh, a cover character. Shows up I on the if cover. There's something related to that Crypt Keep that specific Crypt Keeper character from the old TV series that's tying things up. I mean, I don't know. I've I've already exhausted all the crap that I give about it. <laughs> Damn it, Siri. Stop it. Nobody's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. I was interested to see what they would do. It's still on TNT. Supposed to be... I mean, Tales in the Crypt was a rough, rough show. I don't know what they're going to do on TNT. It would have to be damn good stories. And... We have, what, like a 30% chance of getting a damn good story with N. Night Shyamalan? Ding dong. 30? I think that's a little high. If you think so? I mean, I, I think that I think that man told his story, and that's it. He's done. He's cooked. Okay. He, has, he hasn't... I mean, I didn't I even th- like Unbreakable. So See, but I like Unbreakable. I think that man is... Com- but that was number two. That was arguably the end of it. <laughs> you know, well, there, there has was, been... There was, uh, what signs? Signs? No, you didn't like garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Uh, steaming hot garbage. Nope, Walked out of that movie. Okay, all right. The, I feel, I feel you're getting amped up, the, Chris. I'm gonna, the I'm gonna Mormons nip this in, in the, the bud. woods or whatever the heck like that. Like that was stupid. God, how did he screw up Avatar like that? No, Shyamalan is a hack, and I don't know how that idiot keeps getting work. Okay, okay so moving on. <laughs> no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> We'll see what happens with TNT and their interpretation of Tales from the Crypt. Don't know. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> I found this to be an interesting article. <laughs> um, don't really think it's news, but I'm gonna. It's a. It's an article. How's that? Game of Thrones is shockingly. I. I. I didn't believe this. 2016's most illegally downloaded television show. Oh. <gasps> Of course it is. It's on HBO. That's, I was gonna say that's sarcasm, yes. right? Cause... Yes, very much so. It's on a paid show. It's on a paid network. Of course it's gonna be. Uh, note: the top three are all on paid. The bottom, the rest of well, the top Walking ten. Walking Dead isn't on it. That you got it. You 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 can't get AMC I mean, with you regular get cable. Yeah, that you have to pay for it. The Flash, the Arrow, I Big Bang the... Theory. Oop, wait, is Vikings on? I know Lucifer. I don't know. Suits. Vikings is like History Channel is or it? something, right? Yeah. I mean, half of these shows are on, you know, the airwaves, like regular television. Um, but I, Game of Thrones does not surprise me. Do they give? Do they give us numbers? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, they do. <laughs> the numbers remain consistent with last year's, with three hundred and fifty thousand people actively sharing an episode across several turns during its peak. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I have openly admitted to nefarious means, and the first time I ever got the warning from Verizon was because I downloaded an episode of Game of Thrones. So I buy it. I get it. The rest of these shows, I'm not. I mean, Westworld. I mean, to be fair, Game of Thrones is worth the money. It is. 
Absolutely. Like Pirate Walking Dead. <laughs> but uh Westworld Walking Dead, like that that's worth the, the we pay for an HBO Go subscription when uh, when Game of Thrones rolls around and then we cancel it when Game of Thrones is over. And I love that you we have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Thanks, it's HBO. You're awesome. <laughs> Thanks HBO. All right, uh, we discussed this last week, right? Mm-hmm. This news article came up last week about Annie's Generation KKK. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, Annie has now canceled it uh, after changing the title to "Escaping the KKK" because um, it left people wondering what the show is about. So they wanted to make sure that everybody knew. That this is not a show about the KKK. It's a show about people trying to get out of the KKK, which is great. Awesome. It still doesn't, shouldn't be on the air. It shouldn't give them any sort of platform whatsoever. And the reason that they're pulling the plug is because A&E found out that the people who were filming the document, the docu-series paid certain people for access. So... In essence, the people filming this show paid the Ku Klux Klan to be around. Shouldn't be on television. So, yeah, that's a uh, thing. <laughs> and there's and A and E is saying that you know this goes against their policy and it you know violates their their uh, you know intentions to make a true docu series by you know involving money and persuading people. And I think that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is something that happens in reality television all over the place. And A&E uh, decided to, to admit to it in this case to give uh, give the show an out of a way to get rid of it without saying like, oh, we still believe in the show. We just, uh, oh, we found out about this thing that the producers did that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you you do that shit all the time. Well, You're just admitted to it now so you don't have to admit like we were wrong about trying to come up with this show. Yeah, they, 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 got, they got so much backlash that they needed to cancel the show, but they didn't want the people who backlashed against them to get to be empowered. So it has right, nothing to do. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't want to admit they were wrong. Right. So, so it was someone else's fault. Um. All. All. It's off the air. Cool. I'm okay. That's it. I'm done. Don't care what it was. Don't care what they wanted it to be. Had no business being on television. Uh, I had a, a a conversation with someone, and my point is, no one is iffy about the KKK. Either you're for them or against them. That's it. Nobody is still wondering. So this has no purpose purpose of being on on television. And it's gone. Unfortunately, something else is being brought back. I don't don't know. Who does this hurt? It doesn't hurt. It's got to cost them like $8.50 to shoot the thing. (laughs) Fuller House renewed for season three. I accidentally started season two again. See, I don't know. Do you have the new Apple TV? Yeah. With the, the touch remote. Mm-hmm. I have thick, fat thumbs. And mm-hmm. I have a little pr- a problem controlling the up and down, left and right, and the click. And for some reason, it started up Fuller House Season 2, which then left it in my recently watched queue. Uh, and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I did-, did you know that the old Apple TV remote works with the Apple TV? It, the new one? It does. No. I did not know that. It does. does. I tried it out before we got rid of our old one. I gave it to my parents, and I really want another one of those remotes. The voice control is really, really nice to have the option of mm-hmm. on there, but I can also do that with my phone because oh. uh, the you know, the iPhone also works as a remote for Apple TV, That's which is true. a bit easier to use, too. But I really like the tactile pressing buttons to move things around, which the old Apple TV remote does mm-hmm. perfectly fine on the new Apple TV. That's good to know. So there it is. See, we'll we'll be getting season three of Fuller House. Um, yay! I'm, 
my my title for this is how is this possible? I still don't have Firefly, but I have three seasons of Fuller House. That's that's just not right. Um, well, because Firefly would take like effort, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to minimize. Look, these are all I'm sure these are all hardworking people and whatnot that are involved in in Fuller House, but it's not like they're not creating intricate plots. They're creating. Full house again. Like, it's very recycled. It doesn't seem like a lot of effort's being put into it. It's playing very heavily on nostalgia, and it's perfect for what it is. Full house fans are eating it up because it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's no getting around the fact that it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's kind of schlock. And schlock. Firefly would have to be good. A big deal. Firefly would have to be expensive and. Yeah. There and are no great. spaceships in Fuller House. <laughs> and yeah, great. and and there's potential. Like, there's not a lot of ways to screw up Fuller House. Like, it's a family sitcom. It runs itself. Oh, you could fuck up Firefly if you brought it back. Yeah, you could. That some could people could. Very some wrong. people could like mess that up real bad. I mean, Fox tried to fuck it up when it was first on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> screw the pilot episode. We don't need to know who what, people are. Yeah, we just want people right to, to dive right in. Right, rob a train. <laughs> love that shit eat it up um okay i just opened up this next link did you watch the video because i did not so oh broad church season yes three? Is, is it just an average i did i didn't even watch season two i i didn't understand how there was a season two how how is there a season three of this show <laughs> i don't know anything about this show i see there's a doctor it's got a doctor who reference to it that's all I got. I mean, all right. So, so Broadchurch was was really good. I really liked it. It was a mystery. It was a murder mystery thing, and it told a story with some very specific characters. And then they solved the mystery, and it was over. And they're like season two of Broadchurch. I'm like, what? What? But yeah. The story was over. What are we doing? And it involves some of the same characters. And I was interested to watch it. And I think my mom watched it. She said it was pretty good. Um, they also tried to make an American version where David Tennant did an American accent, and it was creepy. Uh, <laughs> but it was also, like, spot on to the original one. So I was like, I don't need to watch this again, because we watched the British one, and it was fantastic. I don't want to watch this. Um, but I don't know, man. I can't believe there's third season of this show. Like, obviously, they have a story to tell, but I'm just confused by it. Whether I'm it's a good story or not, we don't it. know. Is that is that the problem? It ended. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> Was there another murder in this same small town? Like, they don't seem to have gone anywhere. Broadchurch was the place. So I confused. think, I think, and I did not see Broadchurch season two. I think in, in season one, uh, David Tennant plays a cop, and he's the one who solves the mystery. But when he gets this case, he's coming back from a leave or something. He's haunted by this previous case in his career. And I think season two was telling the story of that case. Oh. Um, So I don't know what season three is, (laughs) but (laughs) he's just repeatedly haunted by things, apparently. Another child was murdered. Either that or, you know, he's he's just time traveling and solving crimes. I'm I'm game. I think I've I've seen that somewhere before. (laughs) All right, so this and and the last article, I guess... I, 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 all right. This just tickled me for some reason when you posted this earlier. I mean, it was like right before we started recording. Apparently, yeah. on DC's Legends of Tomorrow, or Super Friends of Tomorrow, depending Super on Super Friends you of are. Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> okay, Rip Hunter is working as a director in 1967. I don't know if this is true, but this is what the article says. And apparently in the show, there will be a young version of George Lucas. <laughs> okay. This show just seems so ridiculous to me. <laughs> and it's It hasn't quite hit the absurd level that makes me really want to watch it. Because like I thought to myself, you know, this show might be kind of fun. And then we did that whole crossover thing. And I thought, you know, this show might not actually be very fun. <laughs> but now I'm hearing this. Come on, there's got to be something to this show. Listen to this. Because of circumstances, <laughs> the time aberration in episode 209 is that George Lucas quits film school. As a result, he never makes Star Wars or Raiders. As a result, Ray, who became an engineer because of Star Wars, and Nate, who became a historian because of Raiders, slowly start to lose their brilliance. 
because those things that expired them to become who they are didn't exist. Holy shit, what a plot. Okay. That's but, fantastic. But the next line is great. Describing the story as flowers for Algernon with Ray and Nate. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. <laughs> Please do and report back. Uh, all right. <laughs> they say it's either going to be the episode that where we'll say that the show found a new gear in terms of how zany it can be, or it's the episode that's going to get us all fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! See, I like the TV. Uh, God like bless them for taking that gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on them for trying. <sighs> all right, guys. I think that about wraps it up for us. Chris, indeed, yeah. Chris, you got a you got a spiel for me? I do have a spiel, and that spiel goes just like this: You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, it's your turn, sir. It is my turn. So quick, figure oh, out what we're gonna watch. <laughs> uh, see, I got it down to a coin flip, and I feel like I know what I'm gonna go with because I feel like we're not gonna have time for the other one. Okay. So, You're not gonna ask Siri to flip a coin for you. No, I'm not gonna ask Siri. It's just, Shh, don't yeah, even say her name. Actually needs. Yeah, don't even say her name. She's just gonna wake up and start talking to us in the middle of the show again. Uh, so I am going to go with. Sports Night, When Something Wicked This Way Comes, Season 2, Yay. Episode 2. Very good. Sports Night, it's I about have, time. I love this show, and I have very specific thoughts on this particular episode. I believe we'll all have specific thoughts on this particular episode. Cause it is, I'm pretty uh, sure I already know what particular <laughs> episode this is. Yes, I'm sure you do. Uh, but yeah, there it is. Uh, watch the show. It's amazing. Watch all of the show. The, the whole thing is really well worth your time. But Pretty much man, anything Sorkin, right? Does that, are we okay with saying that? Yeah. I, I would say that any, I mean, as far as I know, he's done Sports Night, West Wing, Studio 60, and Newsroom, and I adore all of those shows. Um, I'm actually, I, I, I just finished a rewatch of Newsroom, which then led to a rewatch of Sports Night, which has then led to a rewatch of uh, Studio 60, which I would love to rewatch West Wing, but it's not on any of the streaming services I have access to at work, and I don't own the 350-disc DVD set. Well... <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chris. I, I was ominous. Yes, I'll take <laughs> I'll take care of that for you. Shh. So, thank you so much. Appreciate you listening. From all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Time travel. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.